Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. verse 18. Praise God. I believe we are moving with live stream. Is that correct? We want to welcome those that can watch online. Welcome to our Kids Connection room. Aren't you thankful for our Kids Connection that gives us the opportunity to come here and uh, while we're working on our building? Amen. So thankful for that. They, they probably have such a big time back here. Amen. And, and we appreciate the opportunity to be in our our multi-purpose room, fellowship hall, prayer room, kids' room, youth room, God's room. <laughs> the book of 1 John chapter 2 and verse 18. Little children, it's the last time. It's the last time. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now... Are there many anti-Christ? Whereby we know that it is the last day. If John could say that in his day, how much more can we say that in ours? Then he talks about those that went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us but ye but ye have an unction from the Holy One and ye knowing all things knowing all things I have not written unto you because you know not the truth but because you know it and that no lie is of the truth who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist, that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. Let that therefore abide in you. Get it in your heart which you have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he had promised unto us, eternal life. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you. And you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie. Even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If ye know that he is righteous. He know that everyone that doeth, the, doeth righteousness is born of him. In this passage, John writes in several places 
We have an unction of the Holy One. We have an anointing that abides in us. Tonight, I want to talk to you on this thought, not without the anointing. Not without the anointing. Heavenly Father, we come to you. I stand in total and complete dependence upon you. Father, I thank you, God, that you've given to me the opportunity. And I thank you, Lord, for the chance to share the gift that you place within me. But I need your anointing. This people, this body, we need your anointing. Lord, and we do not want to advance. We do not want to go further. We don't want to take another step. God, here, there, anywhere without your anointing. So we make a declaration tonight, God, that as we move forward, God, in building and in ministry, in revival and in seeing souls saved, we declare not without your anointing. We don't want to do anything without your favor. In Jesus' name, let everybody say amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Aren't you glad for the blessings of the Lord today? Let's give God praise in this house before you're seated. Come on and lift up your voices. Give God praise. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. The Lord bless you. He is here moving in this place. He is here working in our lives. He is here. Praise the Lord. I have noticed over the years a more blatant display of those who are operating in the mentality and the mindset of the Antichrist spirit. It is prevalent, folks. It is prevalent. The time has come. We need to be very careful about declaring we are Republican or Democrat or Independent. For the day is and will come where the distinction will be, are you a Bible-believing Christian or not? That will be the distinction. The spirit of Antichrist is the spirit that opposes and attacks Christ-centered theology. It attacks the practice of worshiping Christ. It attacks the actions of following Christ. The spirit of Antichrist defies truth no matter how obvious that truth may be. No matter how obvious that truth may be. The spirit of Antichrist will contradict Scripture and call itself truth. The spirit of Antichrist will stand in conflict to the very essence of Christ and being like Him. The spirit of Antichrist is more than a constructed manifesto of people or political system. It is rather a system of thought that is induced by Babylon itself. It is the Babylonian mentality that the Antichrist comes from, the same source, the same idea. Denounce truth, reject absolutes, rebel against authority, muddy the waters of the pools of morality, raise objection to moral standards of truth by redefining and reinterpreting scripture to fit their own lifestyle. That's not something in the far future. That is right now. Right here. The spirit of Antichrist is now at work. 
I realize that every generation and those who have worshipped the true and living God have confronted this spirit of Antichrist. John said they confronted it then. We confront it, I believe, on various levels. And there are seasons of revival that the church has operated and moved through. Amen. Where God has moved among the hearts of men and women and the spirit of Antichrist are the con. Uh, against being against Christ. When we say Antichrist, we're saying against Christ. That move against God and His Word has been pushed to the background. But today it is in the forefront. It's coming very loud and very clear to us. Every generation has faced it, but this generation more expressly. When you look at the very beginning of the offshoot and where this spirit and understanding began, it began in the book of Genesis with none other than Nimrod. For we find in Genesis 10 and verse 8, And Cush begot Nimrod. He began to be a mighty one in the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Wherefore, it is said, Even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord, and the beginning of his kingdom was Babel, and Erech, and Akkad, and Kelna in the land of Shinar. Nimrod was hell's first superstar. Nimrod was the first one that was renowned and famous for shaking his fist in the face of God. Nimrod was the founder of Babylon. Do you know what his name means? It's pretty obvious. His name is rebel. Rebel. Nimrod is a rebel rouser. Nimrod is a person of rebellion. The Antichrist movement, if you please. Nimrod persuaded mankind not to ascribe their happiness to God, but rather to say we can build our own, hap our own happiness. We can build our own sense of community. We can build our own sense of, of uh, security, as it were. And he soon changed things and said, come on from being, I'll help you, to being a tyrant that overrun them with the power of his own ideas. So rebellion is a spirit of Antichrist. We find that the spirit of Antichrist rebellion built Babylon. Babylon speaks of the world system of thinking and thought, and we've preached on that. But Babylon means confusion. So the spirit of Antichrist is wrapped up in the concept of rebellion and confusion. Somebody say rebellion and confusion. That's what we're facing today. That is the battle that is right before us. In the last days, the book of Revelation reveals to us that spirit and how it operates and what we will confront and how that spirit works. In the book of Revelation, chapter 9 and verse 20. Amen. Somebody say, stay with pastor tonight. We're going somewhere. Revelation 9 and 20. When the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues yet repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk, neither repented they of their murders nor of their sorceries nor of their fornication nor of their thefts. John is writing here again about what he talked about in his epistle, the spirit of Antichrist, the way that Antichrist work. It is a warning that Antichrist will show up and the first thing that he will begin to show is 
idol worship. Any worship that does not follow God's acceptable plan of worship is antichrist. If it doesn't follow his way, amen, our kids have been learning in the back about the Ten Commandments. The very first commandment is what? Come on. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. What's the second one? It is likened unto it. Thou shalt not have any graven images or make any graven images. God said, I will be exclusive or I will not be at all. I will be the one that is your source or I will not be your source at all. An idol is anything that robs God of his ascribed power as being your source. You want peace and happiness? It's in him. Amen. Anything else is an idol. One of my favorite songs is Jimmy Needham's Clear the Stage where he says, and I'll quote for just a few of the lyrics, Oh, worship is more than a song. We must not worship something that is not even worth it. Not even worth it. Amen. Not even, do you hear the words? We worship things that's not even worth it. Amen. Clear the stage. Make some space for the one who deserves it. Anything I put before my God is an idol. Anything I want with all my heart is an idol. Anything I can't stop thinking about is an idol. Anything that I give all my love to is an idol. Hallelujah. I want to tell you today, he must be my number one. He must be the thing I think about in in my getting up in the morning. Lord, today will you order my steps. Lord, today you are my source of peace and contentment. Lord, today you are, I can't make it. Oh, so song said, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. I can't even walk without you holding my hand. The spirit of Antichrist in this passage in Revelation shows there would be idolatry. Secondly, it shows that there would be murders, the slaying of the innocent, cold-blooded killing, voluntary manslaughter. I want to tell you today, it ought to... I wish that everyone would go and find the Facebook uh, a video of the lady that spoke before the Kentucky Senate when she began to talk about uh, the abortion and all the mess, amen, that abortion is. If it doesn't shake you to the core, amen, nothing will. We're living in a day where the sacredness of life has been so devalued until we don't see that we're following in the same path as a culture, as Hitler and Germany, as those that have killed, amen, and those that have been enslaved. I believe that God tells us that all life matters. Every life is sacred. The next thing you see in this text is sexual immorality. The spirit of Antichrist is is, is sexual immorality, fornication, adultery, same-sex marriage, bestiality, pornography, divorce uh, uh, that is not permitted by God and on and on and on. You will find that uh, uh, those that look at Passages like Leviticus chapter 18 and verse 23, they want to throw that out. But Leviticus 18 and 23 likens perversion to confusion. In your King James Bible, it will say confusion, perversion, 
abominable confusion, everything that's defiled. I'm telling you about the spirit that we are facing in this generation. You don't, you, you've heard this before. You've heard me preach it before. You've heard Bishop talk about it. Amen. But I want to, I want to quote from a, 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 a man by the name of Stephen Warren, a spokesman for the homosexual group known as Act Up. That reveals the Antichrist agenda. He said, quote, We have captured the liberal establishment and the press. We have already beaten you on a number of battlefields. We have the spirit of the age on our side. We have neither the faith, you rather, you have neither the faith nor the strength to fight us. So you might as well surrender now. Who's he talking to? He's talking to anyone that believes the word of God. Anyone that follows the text of God's word as being truth. That is the antichrist spirit that is rising up in this day. In your face and in my face. Then we find there are thefts, robberies, stealing, embezzlements and so forth. That's the spirit of antichrist. Uh, he writes about Revelation where John said there would be sorceries and there would be those that would be involved in the occult and witchcraft. Amen. What a wicked place this world has become. I'm not just trying to paint you a bleak picture, but I'm painting you a bleak picture so you will know the sad shape of our present time. Amen. But those of us who embrace the truth of God, those of us who walk under God's name and carry his name, I've come to tell you what, what John also said, but ye have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. What is he saying? I know Antichrist is coming. I know the Spirit is there. I know the battle is real. I know the culture has fallen in front of us but you have an anointing that'll help you know what to say when the time is to say it help you know what to pray when the time is to pray it help you understand that you've got the victory amen not because you're so smart or because I'm so smart not because we're so talented or because we got degrees behind our name but because we have the unction of the Holy One You've probably heard of D.L. Moody. D.L. Moody is known as one of the greatest evangelists of the evangelical movement. D.L. Moody had a speech impediment. D.L. Moody was poor. D.L. Moody couldn't preach straight. D.L. Moody couldn't carry his... They said when he began, he couldn't preach his way out of a wet paper bag. He was horrible. But what he got to was that God... You've called me to do this. I know I'm limited. I know I can't. But if you'll help me, I'll do something. Sometimes we think that those that God uses are special ones. Those that God uses, they are the unique ones. Go, those that God can use for the miraculous, and they say prayers and heaven moves. They're the unique ones. I'm telling you, that's not the truth. They're just simply all like us. People who have human frailties. People who have limitations. Amen. People who don't know a whole lot on some fronts. But what they've come to realize is that I'm not going to do it without the anointing. I'm not going to do without God's power. I can't preach without the anointing. Amen. Brother Austin can't play the drums without the anointing. Amen. Sister Whitney can't play the piano without. What are you saying? Oh, if we're going to battle, 
the antichrist spirit of 2020. We better get an understanding. I can't make it without the anointing. I'm going to pray and get the anointing. Oh, God, cover me with your favor. There are those among us that have stated, I've stated myself, oh, God, help me be a soul winner. And then I put all the responsibility on my shoulders. I got to teach the right Bible study. I got to say the right words. If I don't say the right words, it'll fall apart. Amen. I don't know what to say, what, what to do. I want to tell you, but if I'm going to do a Bible study, win a soul, love a soul, it's going to be because of the anointing. We can invite them to church, but it takes the favor of God to prick a heart. Peter was standing there, but he had the Holy Ghost on side of him, inside of him, so he could say, men and brethren, let me freely speak to you. Oh, men and brethren, let me tell you the same Christ that you crucified is both Lord and Christ. What happened? Their heart were pricked. It was not Peter's preaching. It was the anointing. It wasn't his flowery words. It was the anointing. If we're going to make it while we're in this building, while we're waiting for our church to be re renovated, if we're going to make it, we're going to have to have the anointing. Hallelujah. We, 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 we got good to good. Thank God for all that we have. We're able to have, but we can't have church one moment without the anointing. If we'll get this in our mindset, we'll walk into Sunday morning different. We'll walk into Sunday night different. We'll walk into Tuesday night different. We'll say, oh God, it depends upon me to be anointed we have an unction we have an anointing the anointing of God is unmistakable it's marked my divine distinction it's I think I was sharing this with a family the other night when I was a little boy we lived on a Bible college campus where my mom and dad worked, and there was 10 acres. And you could ride a bike all around it. And I had friends my age, and we'd ride bikes, and we'd have fun, and we'd play. I was maybe a little bit close to Rhett's age, I don't know. But there was one place just up over on the hill there in San Antonio. You ride our box and we would pass rows of trailers where students lived that were married. And we'd get close to one on the back side of that campus. Just a simple trailer. And all of a sudden we'd take our bikes and we would turn and we would ride around. Ride around. Not in front of. Ride around. Because we felt something we didn't know. Something we didn't understand. You see, living in that trailer was a lady by the name of Sister Anna who was a mighty prayer war with God. What we didn't know is that as a boy, I felt the anointing of God. It would make my hair stand on its end. But all of a sudden, I'd go around because there was something different about riding around Sister Schrader's table. It wasn't that we were afraid. It was that there was just something respecting there. There's something powerful happening there. And I remember watching big old black cars and beautiful cars of preachers pull up at a little lady's trailer and go in for them to pray with her and ask her things. Amen. Who is this? She may not be known 
known in the annals of history. But what she was is that somewhere in her life, she come to the realization, not without your anointing. Not without your anointing. Hallelujah. How about it? How about don't be afraid to let the anointing go with you on the job. Let it be like an aura of God's power and God's presence that when people walk up to you, they're saying, what is going on? What is this? What is happening here? I'm telling you, it's somebody that has decided not without your anointing, not without your favor, not without your power. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com. Set